What's going on, Clipper Nation? It's me, William the Opinion Update. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we are Locked on Clippers, part of the Locked on NBA Network. Yes. Coming at you every day. Five days a week. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> man, that's These days? That's, that's Dude, a- yesterday's episode feels like a million miles away. So <laughs> Five days a week? I mean, that's as many times as I'm waking up. Yeah, that's fair, given uh, everything. Uh, we're going to be kicking things off with a What You Say Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, in case you're unfamiliar, a poll on Twitter every single Tuesday. Go ahead and check for that one. Yep. Uh, this one concerns Trez's contract if the season were to end today. Once again, Trez's contract if the season were to end today. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff to unpack there. And then, as promised in segment <laughs> two, we'll be getting into some of our favorite bench performances of the season. Sometimes we make promises. And, and we, we break them. And we forget about them. Yeah. We, we don't uh, break them. We, we single dad it every now and then on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a lot. Uh, and then we're going to be wrapping up with some shavings. Most notably, if you're unaware, Steve Ballmer bought the forum. Uh, nothing like throwing a pile of money to make your problems go away. I know all about that, certainly. I, I hope I can do it one day. <laughs> I hope I can do it one day. Uh, so all that and more coming up right about now. So welcome to the What You Say Wednesday poll discussion results. What you say? Nice. You've been working on that all quarantine. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I got to work a little harder. <laughs> I think we're going to have some time. Uh, yeah, we uh, ask a question at Locked On Clips. You can go ahead and vote in it. This one, because we talked about how Trez is, you know, kind of left. If the season were to stop, Trez performed as well as I think. If you're Trez, you could have wanted to perform. Obviously, there's always a better miss you could do, but like he did, you know, number one league and taking chart. Like he elevated his hustle play somehow. Oh yeah, he's shown better rebounding he's gotten better at the free throw line and a better rim protector according to like some advanced metrics absolutely so, so he left it i mean he left it all on the table <laughs> like the put evidence on the table the, yeah he, he yeah he just put his game right there on the table right in front of Ballmer. um so the question was if the season were to be canceled what do you think trez's contract offer from the clippers looks like i said there's so much room on this one throw your ideas in the replies not a lot of people did guys that's an invite not a warning um <laughs> the options were more than four years for $70 million, less than four years for $70 million, whatever it takes. Okay. People were pretty split on this one, Um, kind of. In third place, whatever it takes, with 18% of the vote. In second place, more than four years, $70 million. And in first place, less than four years, $70 million. With 48%, 48% of, the of the vote. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised by these results. Well, I, I, I was shocked when these polls closed. Shocked. I, was, I said, stop the press. Floored. I put my little card in my hat that said press, <laughs> and I got to writing. Uh, I mean, I think four for 70 is like an excellent line. I feel like, because I feel like that number. I almost gave him the Tobias. Which is four for eighty. Yeah, uh, I feel like assuming the cap goes up as scheduled. I don't think it will. Though. Which I mean, yeah, you know, may not. Uh, I would think that four for seventy is just almost right on the money. And if and if it's more, I'm I'm thinking like six from million where dollars. I'm, from where, yeah, from from where I'm sitting, it's less than ten. It'd be less than ten million more over those four what years. was sabonis's contract sabonis i believe got four for 80 someone a couple people in the comments said four for 80 they said whatever sabonis's was and i don't i could see i mean you know like which is what i mean like 
that was kind of what I used as the basis. The Tobias is is exactly what I guess I'd be cool offering Tread. So essentially, it's four years with eighty, depending on incentives. But here's but yeah, it's guaranteed four for seventy seven. Okay, which does put it over the line for sure. Um, which and I'm not sure if we have Tres's bird rights or not. Um, couple things in here. Uh, at SoCal Domer <laughs> said, seems like it'll really depend on where the cap falls, right? Not many teams had space with prior projection, and I'm guessing the actual figure falls much lower than expected. So Nick's always got room, is the thing you have to remember. For sure, yeah. Uh, There's only a couple teams that have a lot of room, but like, I don't think it matters for the Clippers. Like, the, I think the Clippers, in this scenario, the season is done. And so we haven't had a chance. We don't know what happens if we run it back. Because we have no, you know what I mean? We didn't run it. We don't know what it was. Yeah. yeah. Very existential problems. Clippers have to do <gasps> But so, and then do you, you're making you, my head hurt though. Yeah. And then you got Morris too. So you're like, all right, are we just, were we so confident in this team this year that we're just going to run it back with the exact same next year? Yeah. Well, and then, I mean, I don't know what you're looking at in terms of the Morris contract. Uh, yeah. Cause if he's playing well and he's an integral part that looking like, yeah, and a lot of people know that he wasn't playing exactly hundred percent. Uh, from what like he was we, still getting used to the fit, I mean, not health-wise or anything. From what we saw of the two players, if you're on a wire and you have to pick one or the other, from where I'm sitting, you're taking Trez. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Between those two? For the Clippers? Yeah. Hell yeah, you yeah. are. Yeah. For sure. Uh, at Philly Cheese, throughout kind of a take, uh, wouldn't you rather throw something similar to Gallo instead? They said, I don't know. I love Trez. But that's a lot for someone who doesn't start and gives you something you have a lot of. We don't need his scoring like last year. Need someone to play D, rebound, and hit open threes. I hope he gets paid, though. Uh, they play different positions. So. <laughs> well, I, I feel like it's funny because. Trez also does play defense. He doesn't hit open threes. I will give him that. Yes. But we don't really need spacing on that second unit if things are going well. Well, and I feel like it's the. The opposite of last year's problem, where last year we, we kind of had a guard-heavy rotation, and we were a little thin on the wing. Yeah. Now we have a glut we're of two wing. centers. <laughs> yeah, we have, I mean, we have a glut of wing players, is what I'm oh, saying. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I guess I don't necessarily, assuming we, we do make a move to, to keep Morris, which I think we can get done in the 12-a-year range. But there's so much money out there, though. In the 12-a-year range. I think you want to stay with a contender, especially if you didn't perform well towards the end of your contract. Well, and this is and in this scenario specifically, but he and, definitely and didn't perform well. I digress. As well as uh, coach, I adding say. another power forward, I don't necessarily love the the you know the priority of we have to we have to either lock down Trez or find somebody else this offseason. Period. Yeah. Oh, I think Doc, everyone knows. Like, that. yeah, like Doc yeah. doesn't trust Zoo. I mean, <laughs> Noah is. I mean, I I love Noah. I love the idea of his mentorship. That's nothing that's soaking up significant minutes. Yeah, as Doc stated. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure, as Doc himself. So but. I I think four for seventy seems pretty reasonable. Maybe you do the same kind of uh, bonus heavy thing. Uh, you make it a little incentive laden, uh, yeah. and then it sometimes you know he can get like yes yeah, and then it approaches a little bit like more. Take six charges. <laughs> In the year, and I mean, like, whoa! I got a half a mil. Or whatever. are they like a prop bet? Can you just make them whatever you want? I think you could. Interesting. Oh yeah, I wonder what the incentives will look like because I kind of did that with Heald's contract. Yeah, Heald had a don't wear and ones. <laughs> yeah, good if luck. You with don't that. wear and ones for an entire year. 
Extra two million bucks. Two million dollars? Yeah. I would have been paid two million dollars for a good portion of my life. I would have had this contract clause, my life contract. If you wear Dada's for an entire year, five million dollars. <laughs> five million. Yeah. Um, the cap space is something to really like. I've been trying to. It's so hard to. You can't even really keep an eye on it with the, with the virus stuff. Totally. Because we just don't know what the it's, hell's gonna happen. It's a gonna impede on viewers. Yeah. Um, well, they, they especially were, in like especially in foreign markets. Yeah. Where they are trying to heavily grow. Uh, and then, yeah, without a year of, of basketball played, uh, I don't know how the cap can go up as regularly scheduled. It's going to be crazy because contracts, if you think about what contracts might look like, especially a Trez contract, if things are going to be so much lower, some of these contracts are going to look phenomenal in a couple of years. Yeah. If you think about it, if things can recover and get back to where they were, like obviously the cap wouldn't go from like a super low thing to what it was supposed to be right before the coronavirus totally. stalled everything. But yeah. like there would be some contracts where like if someone got signed on the tail end of things, like right before things start to ramp back up money wise, not that they're not making money. I don't want to make it seem like that. <laughs> um, there's going to be some contracts that are like, oh, sh-, like that would like the opposite of those contracts that like, uh, Kind of like like Alan Crabb got that crazy contract. Like the opposite of the 2016. Yeah, for sure. A- absolutely. Yeah, where it's like, oh my what do you God. think is bottom dollar market value for Trez? Like, what I do think you think is for, the, I think four, four for, for like 60? 65. I I would yeah I would be inclined to agree with you. And I, I don't buy. I think any... much lower than that. I I don't really know what his incentive would be to stay. Yeah, and I don't buy especially in... if we lose a season. Oh shit! I don't buy into the whole like he's with clutch he's gonna try and get the most money possible type thing i do a tiny bit uh but in this scenario like uh, i think what he has with lou is special like what he had i don't know my thing is clutch is so big that it's not like they don't make mistakes with individual players yeah definitely (laughs) like uh for every kcp there is um was nerland's on clutch i was gonna say wasn't nerland's on clutch (laughs) i don't know uh no that's fair um yeah but i think the people have spoken i think i think the 48 percent is going to be right on this one um less than yeah hmm. not by a lot though i think yeah yeah um and that's just what the offer is uh coming up after this we're gonna be talking our favorite bench performances and just kind of the bench as a whole sticking with this bench theme one more time bench performances right after this all right, so favorite bench performances of the season. Let's just kick things off with a little bit of how we think the bench has performed thus far. Obviously, coming in from last season, pretty high expectations. Yeah, that definitely there was. I mean, I still think on paper, the contending for the best bench in the league. Contending? Maybe the Bucks, just because they're, the they're so good. I got to be honest. Uh, obviously, I don't watch as much Bucks basketball as I do Clippers basketball, but that's because you're an irresponsible fan. <laughs> <laughs> you damn right. <laughs> uh, that portion where Middleton was sitting, I thought exposed maybe the Bucks bench a little bit more with Divincenzo in the starting lineup. Donnie Peets? Uh, don't I you f- disrespect Donnie Peets in feel- front of me? I know, but I'm saying like if you have to dig no, in your bench, would you rather have Landry Shamit? Move up to a starting role or Donnie Pizza. 
That's fair. So you're saying Clippers best bench in the league for sure. On paper, on the idea coming into the season. The idea, yes. For sure. But I think like so far the you know, the bad is really the defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fit with Shamit being awkward right now. Those are the really two glaring issues. Everything else, like the offense with like Reggie's looking phenomenal. Yes. Um I would say outplaying though, expectations. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, on the whole, for me, I would say it exceeded expectations. Wow, um, I was gonna go the other way with it. I was gonna say it kind of underwhelmed. So I, I think it's hard for me to say that it didn't exceed expectations, just because Trez has continued to improve. Which I know, uh, like I, top heavy for sure. Lou and Trez, it's like yeah. yeah. Um, and there were stretches and games for sure where Lou, you know, he. He went through the type of troubles that a high volume guy goes through. When you're not making shots, <laughs> he missed shots. Yeah, well, yeah. When you're not making shots and you don't play defense, you're not really providing a whole lot of value. Okay, so I'm but... beg to differ, but <laughs> <laughs> touche, sir. Uh, but and, and and I guess the other like aside from the Shamit fit being a little bit wonky, I would say there were some uninspired uses of Jamichael Green and some Rodney Magruder mishaps that never really lived up to the preseason promise yeah. that I that I kind of thought I was going to see. Um so I, I would say that, you know, there are a few But you're still overwhelmed. Negative marks, but overall I would say performed really well. I was gonna say I'm a little under it's still fantastic. I would not rather have any other bench in the league. But there were times this year, and I know because of continuity, those things, things were hard. But there were times this year when it was just like the bench would just cough up leads. Yeah. And it felt like it was happening a little more often than not. And it was because of continuity and stuff like that. But there were some times where we were seeing some tunnel vision. Um, and then I'm barely underwhelmed. I'm right at the line between overwhelmed and underwhelmed. It was just like... I think you get a Reggie separate- was playing so well at the end, too. And like all, when everyone's healthy, it's amazing. Yeah. But I, that's the thing too. Specifically, that is I, where it gets a little. Is only why I say that. I do feel like the bench was asked to step up so much. as much as their role was last year. I think maybe even more. Possibly even more. So I, I think that that's another one of those things that, um, you know, had things gone according to plan and, and Pat not missed the stretches. Uh, I was gonna say there, but, as well as Paul George missing the second stretch of double digit games. Uh, I think maybe you would be looking at it in where I'm sitting here in a, in a <laughs> pretty positive way. You know? <laughs> it's a fair phrase for quarantine. Um, yeah, and missing Bev is like the, it, horrible for the bench. Missing yeah. Bev dooms the bench. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's still like I wouldn't tr- trade any of the current guys on the bench except for Magruder. I don't know what we could get for him. But, um, and I know that we only saw it in limited stretches, but the wrinkle that Reggie adds to that bench is he ended I, on such a high note too. Uh, I, and I yeah, have no, thank God he's not on it. <laughs> I have no clue and can make no promise if that's sustainable. Most likely not, but you heard my, I, I said my idea, which is do the exact same thing that he was doing before the stoppage every single day, whatever he was doing the last day, continue to do that. Just repeat it. It'll carry it. Over. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that, that to me is like enough of an improvement that it's like, okay, I, I you know, I didn't think that this was going to be, 
a possibility for sure adding another ball handler having Lou Will play more off ball and it be effective and not really affect his assist that much yeah that's what's been great Um, and Lou Will's fit into that so well like Lou's been phenomenal I mean he's doing what he should naturally do yeah um so let's get into some of our favorite uh bench performances Opening night was mentioned a bunch in the comments. I took this to Twitter to see what the people had to say. Definitely. Um, ben, uh, at Setback Tree, said that as well. Um, whole bench and double figures. Lou and Trez helped us out when things were starting shaky, like down like 10-2. Um, a sign of things to come. Like a great way to start the season for the bench. An exclamation point on the opening of the season. Yeah, for sure. Um, Lou versus Philly. Owen oh, Marsh. Recent one on March 1st. 24 and 8 dimes, 3 of 4 from deep. This was a 6-point win. This was the Shake Milton game. This was a wild game. Lou saved us from one of the more, oh, great, that's us highlight periods. (laughs) From one of the who games? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that that one sucked. Dusty who? (sighs) Dustman. Nothing wrong with some dusty buckets. But that was a fun, like, we needed that. We needed every ounce of... Lou in this one. And I know that this was kind of, it, it was towards the end of a period where we were getting a little frustrated with these types of close games against teams either depleted, against teams either below 500 or missing key, uh, key pieces. Yeah. This was a fun game to me. Dude, I hit, this was, it was all right. This was a little bit of a fun it game. It had a classic Tobias situation. He scored a bunch of points in the first and then disappeared at the end. Um, have another one on here. Lou versus Memphis. We had no Kawhi or Sham. Okay. This was uh, late November of last of 2019. Two-point win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 24-13 from deep. Trez also absolutely clutched on this game. 24-10 and 10 boards, 66% shooting from the line. This was like, this was a, you know, this was another, this was a reminder of what happened last season, I feel like. Yeah. Because there's been some talk of like, you know, the Lou Trez thing, I feel like people kind of like to harp on it um, when it's not going well. And then when things like this happen, people don't talk about it as much. Yeah, definitely. People who don't listen to this podcast. No, I mean, I think even in the fan base, it's one of the things that on nights where, you know, we come up short, those guys are the ones with the targets on their backs. Yeah, for sure. And Paul George. <laughs> uh, what else we got on this list? Uh, so I like that you have another, uh, post, uh, another post-Memphis game here. Yeah. Trez... In the infamous game, the doubleheader versus the Knicks, a new a nooner, a nooner, which a I still say, nooner. which derailed. That's it's the reason that Paul George missed that second stretch is this goddamn Memphis game. Yeah. Um. So they lost the Memphis game, came back against the Knicks. There were some strong comments said in the <laughs> locker room. Yeah, about, Trez had like Trez like built like a podium up there about effort and expectations. He had previously been pretty quiet with the media, honestly. Yes. Uh, coming into this. And, and everything he said, to his credit, was accurate. It was not incorrect. He did get ripped into, though, by Doc <laughs> Yeah, supposedly. Uh, so, <laughs> came up just barely with the dub in that one. Three-point win. Yep. But Trez had 34-6, and six, 8 of 12 from the line. <laughs> uh, it's basically the Three-point win against the Knicks. Oh my God I mean... Okay, but Morris also went supernova. No, we need it. No, I agree. It was the Morris Um, audition game. And basically this, for me, just further cemented everything that we wanted from Trez in this offseason. Yeah. The finishing was good. We wanted it to be even better. 
Yeah. He's got to be one of the best damn finishes in the league. He has he has the best touch. He's got the best touch. For a big guy, he has the best touch. He has an absurd layup package. Like he can, if, you, if you narrow the category even down to small ball big man, best touch, hands down. For, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, and the free throw shooting was there, too, which we've seen an improvement on of this season. A I think crazy he, improvement this season. Yes. Uh I like I, what what else you got in here? Patrick Patterson. This. These are favorites. Patrick Patterson versus Portland on uh December 3rd, 2019. 19 and 8. Hell yeah, baby. 5 of 7 from 3. Anytime Patterson is putting up big numbers. There's a great tweet I saw that was like imagine you're getting beat by the Clippers but it's Patrick Patterson raining threes down on you. So, I feel bad for not even mentioning him here, but Patterson is kind of one of those tools for me that you know he'll go he'll go stretches of you know six or more games without playing. Yeah. And then you put him in, and he looks flamethrower. He looks pretty <laughs> damn good. It's because he works out every pregame as if he is going to play a game. I yes. think that's why. Yeah. I mean that's definitely the, the dude key. has the craziest pregame workout. He can hit some timely shots. He's a big body to soak up some contact. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of those things that thus far he hasn't fit in as a regular piece. Yeah. But just having the tool when you need it sometimes you gotta loosen something man yes you know? <laughs> sometimes you need it um and then why don't you break down this next one i like this this is one of my favorite ones uh jamichael green your boy uh yeah you know i love a good jamichael green performance <laughs> uh as i've like hinted at throughout this podcast today a little up and down from his integration with the bench for sure but this was a definite up uh, went into Miami, who was on a, a bit of a streak. Uh, they've been great at home. Eked out a five-point win. Green put up 14 and 10. He was six of seven from the floor. He just got back to, like, that vintage Jamichael It was the epitome of what we saw last year. Yeah, yeah. It, it just harkened back to those games where we would look at the stat line and be like, man, Jamichael was like eight of eight or yeah. seven of eight. Oh, he, shot, he shot 81% <laughs> and had 10 boards. Um, uh, and, and, yeah, I think the rebounding was something that – I would say that that's something that a little bit surprised me maybe this year. Like, last year we – The we, lack of it. No, I, f- I feel like it's still there. Like I, I, I feel just like... in spots. It feels like it hasn't been as prevalent. I shouldn't yeah. say lack. I don't know if he's had really. It's just been interesting. Because we definitely commended him last year, like when he got thrust, especially when he got thrust in that role at the five. Yeah. For stretches, just how good he was at being like aware of the ball, getting into spots for rebounds, um, getting always into spots in, he's a guy defensively. Who's always in the right place. Yeah. It feels like when things are going well for him, when he's playing well, you can tell he just happens to always be in the right spot. A hundred percent. So um, this was this was one of those. And then you got a great one in Cap. The final right one at Courtside Clippers nominated Amir Coffey's uh, 10 points, four boards, one assist, one steal, one block in 10 minutes during the 41-point win in Cleveland. Uh, I feel like every single one of Amir Coffey's minutes has been productive for Amir Coffey. He's played bad like a little bit, but every time he's been in for the most part, I've been like, great, not horrible. He's definitely overachieved from the standpoint of a two-way player. Yeah. For you know? Sure. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, uh, no, you don't really get to see two-way guys contributing a lot like that on this team. Yeah. Uh, th- there certainly sure. are other other places where they manage to fit to get two-way guys in. Yeah. Uh, it, it's been nice that Coffee has looked so assertive and energetic in the minutes that he's had. Definitely. Uh, let us know your favorite bench performances at Locked on Clips, at Will Updike, or at Charles Mockler. Coming after this, we're talking Bomber by on the forum. And then talking our favorite uh, basketball players. All right. So, in case you didn't hear, um, <laughs> apparently any 
problems with the new arena going up are now just squelched. For the most part, they seem to be done. Uh, So rather than continue an ongoing legal battle with uh, James Dolan, James Dolan, Steve Ballmer opted to buy the forum for nothing. A, a paltry $400 million. A paltry $400 million. <laughs> uh, I guess we're feeling good? good about this? I don't know. It feels weird to be giving James Dolan a large sum of money. Here's the thing. $400 million isn't even a real amount of money. It's just a number in a computer. That's very true. So, Damn, well, argument. <laughs> I mean, segment over. No, yeah. I mean, I guess it's cool. I get. I don't know. It's good we get the arena. No, I agree. It's. Uh, I don't care about a new arena right now. I have to agree. In too. this moment, I mean, like, I just like in these past couple of weeks, I'm just like, I don't. Great. <laughs> like we bought. Great. The Clippers bought the forum. If this season <laughs> ends up like coming, you know, like to a standstill, like for good, the arena is the last thing I'm, yeah, I'm worried about like, at all. Uh, but I mean, yeah, good for Balmer. What do you think he does with it? The forum? Yeah. I have no idea. It's technically a concert venue, so we can't play in it. Have concerts? Nothing right now, but... Tear it down? Make some parking? Probably. I don't know. Um, we had uh, Trey Young listed his uh, toughest defenders to go against. Drew Holiday, uh, Clay Thompson, and Kawhi. Hope it wasn't in that order. I was going to say in that order? I don't think so. Um, let's see Kawhi getting some love. Yeah. Some uh, positive things for Kawhi. Yeah. And then uh, Brian Cullen, uh, look, social media is horrible right now. Um, Brian Cullen nominated us to say our five favorite Clippers players and five favorite non-Clippers players. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this on air because I could not bring myself to type out the word Hoopers on Twitter. Unless it's Toby Hooper. Unless it's Toby Hooper. Um, And I'm saying all time is fair for favorite non-Clippers. So let's do favorite Clippers first. I'm going uh, no particular order. I'm going uh, Paul George, Jermichael. I feel like it's all, it's all going to be this. It's like Paul George, Jermichael, um, Trez, Lou, and then Bev. Uh, but they're all <clears throat> like, and that depends how I wake up, you know. I'm going to go Blake, Jamal, Kawhi. Uh, oh, this is current players. Oh, current. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, current Clippers players then. Yeah. Uh, oh no, not all time. Yeah, no, this is current Clippers. Okay. For I was, all, I was confused. I was like, uh, all right, favorite. all right, that's my bad. You're like, wow, you really hate the past. <laughs> I was like, damn. Okay. <laughs> I was surprised you didn't go Blake or Chris. Now I understand why. I'm an <laughs> idiot. Uh, so I, I guess if it's current, I gotta go, Lou, Kawhi, Jamichael, um, oof. I almost put Patterson on my list. <laughs> I, that was honestly the name circling my head, and I was like, that's insane. Um, I guess I'll go George, too. Yeah. Is that four or five? That's four. All right. Who's your fifth? Fifth, I'm going to go Trez. Nice. Yes. And then all time, just favorite basketball players in general. Uh, you know, Chad Danforth. What? Uh, <laughs> Troy Bolton, both characters from High School Musical. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Um, all time. This is a like a, a, a an ever changing document, I guess. But hey, today, it's your I'm, favorite. It's today, where I'm sitting. Uh, today, where man, 
<laughs> I gotta throw Getting another word out of in every in every segment. I gotta have <laughs> yeah. one. Uh, AI, uh, Reggie, Chauncey, um, Reggie Miller. Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> you got a problem? None. Um, Kemp, and oh man, there's just like so many. Uh, I guess I'll go Hakeem. That's a good list. Um, kind of went a little guard heavy, but to start. But. Yeah, I mean, you know, horrible GMing. Yeah, <laughs> no. Um, I would go. This is probably gonna make some people upset. Uh, I'm gonna go LeBron. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go Blake. Man. Yeah. Um. Gary Payton. Monta Ellis. Nice, because <laughs> I, I mean, he's so fun to watch, and then I really liked, uh, I really liked Pistons Rodman. I like watching old footage of that. There's nice. like that one clip where he gets like the rebound. He's like tipping the ball like 95 times. Um, and as like a flex, that. I'd like to throw in Fat Nugs Mellow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Mellow's fair. Um, let us know your uh, favorite five. Yeah. I like on clips. Um, let us know if you don't like ours. There's probably a bunch of people don't, um, which is fair. Uh, anything else in the shavings drawer? No. I like that you thought that I just wouldn't pick any current or older clippers. For the, the clippers. <laughs> That's my bad. That's my um, bad, dude. Thursday's episode, we're having Hot Take Thursday. So please call in and leave your hot take. At 213-986-7354. Will the Clippers bro leave another message? We can only hope. We can only hope. We're going to be talking what we want to see when the Clippers return on Thirsty Thursday. Of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. Thank you so much for listening, for sticking through what is definitely a weird time for journalists and fans alike. We're mostly fans. Um, mostly fans. We're also loving this. I don't know if I'm loving it. I'm loving it because we have to. I'm loving making shows. Yeah, I'm so really loving, I'm loving making, making shows. shows. We hope that you guys, we that we hope that you all like listening to them. Uh, yeah, and let us know what we could do better. Uh, if you haven't already, yeah. please subscribe on iTunes, <laughs> leave a rating or review. Um, We're also on Spotify, Deezer. We also have kind of a lot of downtime. So if you, there's something you want to hear about, uh, let send us know. it in. <laughs> uh, we also check out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Uh, fantastic resource if you're trying to just shame everyone you know. Yeah. Uh, and dominate at fantasy basketball. Josh Definitely. Lloyd's. Josh Lloyd is great. For sure. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. He's had both of us on. Yeah, we've been to Australia multiple times to record that show. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They know us down there. Um, thank you so much for listening. We will be back tomorrow as well as the next day. I have been Positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William, the Opinion Update. Appreciate you.